part two of GP Cool Content. Um, moving on to Giardia. So Giardia is picked up by swimming in contaminated water. The treatment of Giardia is metronidazole, 400 milligrams daily for seven days, uh, or tinidazole, two grams as a single dose. Treatment of salmonella um, would be ciprofloxacin, 500 BD for five days, or azithromycin, one gram stat, then 500 daily for six days. Treatment of campylobacter is ciprofloxacin, 500 BD for three days, or azithromycin, 500 BD for three days, or norfloxacin, 400 BD for five days. Treatment of cholera is azithromycin, 1 gram stat, or cipro, 1 gram stat. So common treatments are azithromycin and ciprofloxacin and metronidazole. Uh, treatment of amoebiasis is metronidazole, 800 milligrams, TDS for 10 days, and diloxinide furate, 50 milligrams, TDS for 10 days. Um, so preventative advice you would give to patients before traveling are basically if you can't boil it or peel it, don't eat it. So you can purify water by boiling it for 10 minutes. Uh, you can buy purifying tablets. Don't use ice generally because that's also contaminated. <coughs> Avoid fresh salads and veggies. Don't eat any dairy. Don't eat raw seafood. Avoiding street food. Using hot liquids when possible. Uh, doing... Mm, no, that makes no sense. Um, cool. Uh, features of malabsorption based malabsorption based diarrhea are that the stools are bulky and pale, offensive and frothy, or greasy. The stools are hard to flush. Uh, there's weight loss or failure to thrive in, in infants. Um, there can be increased fecal fat and you can have a sore tongue, so glossitis. The features of ischemic colitis are that you have abdominal pain with bloody diarrhea occurring about 20 minutes after eating. You have loud blurry and otherwise you have features of generalised atherosclerosis in that patient. Um, Ischemic colitis equals referral to hospital. Features of Whipple's disease. So Whipple disease is Trophoromia whipplei, Trophoroma whipplei, Trophoroma whipplei. Uh, features are that you're male, have chronic diarrhea, steatoria, uh, you have a migratory arthropathy of your peripheral joints, weight loss, lymphadenopathy, and fever. Um, Investigations in Whipple disease would include a PCR for Trophoroma whipplei, and you can do a jejunal biopsy and look for stunted villi. The treatment of Whipple's is IV keftriaxone for two weeks and then co-trimoxazole for 12 months. Moving on to the important causes of diarrhea in children. Um, the causes for diarrhea in children would be infective gastro, antibiotic use, Overfeeding, so loose stools in the newborn, potential dietary indiscretions with these increased sugar, uh, food allergies,
carbohydrate intolerance, so sugar intolerance, intolerance to lactose and the like, um, and malabsorption issues, uh, or maternal deprivation. Uh, the causes of acute gastro are rotavirus and adenovirus. You can have bacterial causes, so uh, Clostridium jejuni, Salmonella, E. coli, and Shigella. The protozoa include Giardia, Entamoeba histolytica, Cryptosporidium, and food poisoning from Staphylococcal toxin. The features of viral gastro versus bacterial. Viral is more of a large volume gastro. Uh, stools tend to be watery, lasts for two to three days, and there's nil, nil systemic symptoms. Features of bacterial gastro are they have small motions as compared to large ones in viral. Uh, you can have blood, mucus, abdo pain, and tenesmus. The basic principles of management of acute gastro are assessment and correction of fluid and electrolyte loss. Uh, and accurate assessment is best made in children by just weighing them. Uh, the signs of severe dehydration, which is 10% fluid loss, uh, uh, drowsiness, limp, cyanotic limbs or comatose, a rapid feeble pulse, hypotensive, sunken eyes and fontanelles, very dry mucous membranes, nil urine output, and pinch skin retracts slowly. <clears throat> the management of mild to moderate diarrhea is that you're trying to keep that person at home, keep them keep that person or child away from the food prep areas, hygiene, so basic hand hygiene for that person, um, using uh, hygiene with napkin disposal, small amounts of fluids, trying to start solids again after 24 hours. Yeah. If you've got a, a neonate or toddler, continue breastfeeding. Um, you want to give small amounts of like 5 mils per 2 minutes or 50 mils per 15 minutes if the, they're vomiting a lot. Uh, and the general principle is for every watery stool, you want to replace it with 200 mils of fluid. Um, so for small children, you could give one ice block per hour and that would satisfy the 50 mils per 15 minute rule. Um, fluid maintenance. For children aged 1 to 3 months is 120 mils per keg, per keg per 24 hours. And aged 4 to 12 months is 100 mils per keg per day. For kids older than 12 months, it's 80 mils per keg per day. <coughs> That's for maintenance. And for fluid loss, you estimate that by the percentage dehydration times the body weight times 10. Uh, so baby fluid management tips, what advice do you give to parents, you know, specifically about how to refeed their kid? So day one, you just want to give fluids a little and give them often, so things like gastrolite are good. Don't give straight lemonade because it's too high in osmotic load, but you can water that down. Um, days two to three, you want to reintroduce the baby's milk or formula, diluted to half strength, uh, and you can start to reintroduce food at days two to three if needed. Day four, you want to increase... Uh, fluids to being mild to normal strength, gradually reintroduce solids and just watching out for lactose intolerance after acute gastro as a complication of the acute gastro. Um, so the deal with like lactose tolerance after a round of gastro 
um, you're in inflammatory bowel syndrome territory. So what you're getting is diarrhea after you reintroduce lactose after a bout of gastro. Stools tend to be watery and frothy. They tend to smell like vinegar and the stool can excoriate the buttocks. Um, in terms of investigation of lactose intolerance, you can do a Clini test, which is a tablet you put on the, the stool and that detects lactose and glucose only, but it won't detect fructose. Or you can do a lactose breath hydrogen test. Uh, and the management of lactose intolerance is to remove the offending sugar from the diet um, using formula with no lactose, and it just generally improves with age. Features of toddler's diarrhea. Um, toddler's diarrhea is associated with a high fructose load. Uh, you diagnose it by excluding fructose from the diet. So you've got loose and bulky stools, and they're, but they're not offensive. But they do contain fragments of undigested food. Um, the pathology of cow's milk protein intolerance is that you have basically a full allergic response to the cow's milk protein. Uh, and the only way to resolve that is to remove it from the diet. Uh, features of history in IBS, so inflammatory bowel syndrome, uh, is that it normally occurs in younger women. It can follow a bout of gastro. <clears throat> you get crampy abdo pain that's relieved by passing flatus, uh, and you've got diarrhea, which is worse in the morning. Uh, it's precipitated by eating, and you can have anorexia and nausea, bloating and distension associated with that. Uh, so IBS has the criteria for diagnosis called the Rome 3 criteria uh, and that's basically in three months having abdo discomfort for at least three days per month with two of three of it being relieved by defecation, the onset associated with a change in stool frequency and onset with change in appearance of stool so, you know, the key is to have over three months, at least three days a month of pain. Investigations in IBS include full works to exclude other causes, and if everything else is negative and that Rome criteria is fulfilled, um, you can confidently diagnose IBS. The treatment of IBS is management of diet, so it's talking low, uh, low FODMAPs diet, so there's low short-chain sugars, you want to try to minimize those, um, <clears throat> get enough exercise and fluids, get non-fermentable fiber into your diet for bulk, and just basically learn what foods cause symptoms and avoid the foods that exacerbate them. Um, stopping smoking and stop using codeine are also part of therapy of IBS. Moving on to diverticulitis. Um, basically, the features of presentation are that you have a woman with lift Elliott fossa pain, with fevers, rectal bleeding, constipation or alternating constipation and diarrhea, and a tender left Elliott fossa on palpation. The complications of diverticulitis include diverticular abscess, perforation of the bowel, peritonitis, obstruction. So small or large bowel obstruction and a fistula developing. 
investigations in diverticulitis include full blood count, ESR, you can do abdominal CT and see uh, some of the features of diverticulitis, but the gold standard is really going to be sigmoidoscopy. Management of diverticulitis, if it's mild, you can give augment and geofort and manage as an outpatient, but if it's moderate or above, you want to refer to hospital and manage as an inpatient.